Hello fellow podcasters and listeners. Welcome to yet another episode of Podcast Unfiltered, which is a Castbox original show. This is the podcast for you if you are interested in insider stories of podcasts and amazing podcasters. I'm your host Vijay Gautam and I would like to thank you for joining us as we bring you everything that goes behind the curtains to put together a podcast. Today I'm chatting with Isa Sodi from Culture Cures podcast. Culture Cures is a podcast about life abroad, trying to make sense out of different cultural norms and a whole new way of living. As a Mumbai girl, Isa has always loved her city, but during the course of her life, she has moved several cities and uncountable number of houses. That's exactly what she talks about on her podcast. navigating her way through different culture people and countries i invited isa to talk about her podcasting process including researching for her podcast scripting for audio finding topics and a lot more before we dive in guys if you are looking at starting your own podcast you must check my 6 weeks group podcast coaching program this is where i help people like you craft your message design your show master the technical aspect launch your podcast with a bang and monetize your show check out the details at bjspeaks.com/coaching you can find the link on description of this episode all right i am here with isa Welcome to Podcast Unfiltered. Thank you so much, Vijay, for having me. Where are you right now? I am in Toronto right now. So, so what's the number of uh, this city that you have lived in, or and the country? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the twelfth home that I've moved. Wow! It's the third country, and it's the fifth city. <laughs> wow! So is life fun or really chaotic uh, when you are moving places, cities, and homes? Twelve homes—that's crazy. It's crazy. It's uh, both fun and uh, chaotic. It's both uh, exciting and uh, frustrating. <laughs> so when did you left India? I left India in two thousand and eleven. So you were working as I left yeah. India to do my masters. So I was uh, kind of working and studying both. I was working while I was studying in India also. So I worked with uh, Star News for a bit, and I worked with like a couple of NGOs and stuff in India. And then I moved to US for my masters, and I was in New York. And uh, yeah, that's where that was the first move outside of uh, Mumbai. I've always been in mumbai born and raised in mumbai never moved out of uh, you know home never changed cities and in 2011 i came to new york and since then there's been like a lot of sort of moving around every year every couple of years and stuff so <laughs> that's where i am yeah this is one thing that i've uh, realized about the mumbai people um, you know now i'm visiting mumbai uh, quite often and i see like mumbai people lo- loving mumbai a lot than any other mm-hmm. like cities and pe- people on any other cities um and i think you know it has got that vibe uh, and one of the things like being a creative person one thing that i realized myself about mumbai is the creative vibe it's so amazing like 
you don't know like the next person sitting on the table might be working on their netflix script or maybe just writing the podcast you never know right so i mean that's uh that's one thing and you know i i, I also personally love that city can i can i add to that because like you're you're talking about mumbai it's like my soul um, city yeah. <laughs> i have to add on to that but i completely agree with you yeah and, go ahead. Uh, you know they they say like especially yeah. every time we have a flood <laughs> which we do almost every year or every time we have some sort of a, a a problem in the city they always talk about the spirit of mumbai and uh, you know as mumbaikers often feel angry uh, and we feel that you know we're being uh, taken uh, you know they're, they're taking oh, us yeah. for granted and like we shouldn't let them keep on you know sort of talking about spirit of mumbai and stuff but it's true there is a spirit of mumbai and people have you know it's like people hate you like if you're in a train if you're in a local train you can see how much people hate each other on a normal day on a normal day nobody likes nobody on a normal day nobody talks seedhe mu to anybody but <laughs> if you know if someone is in need of something then the entire city is going to open its mm. arms to you so i think that that soul is really there in mumbai and that's why if, like for for someone ek bar jo you know ek bar jisko mm. mumbai se pyar ho gaya then that's it that person is in love with mumbai forever yeah i have seen that um, so what uh, you know you said you were working with some of these um, media companies what were you doing here before moving to canada um okay so i basically have a background in journalism so i was doing my mass media studies in uh, bombay um and uh, Uh, i was getting my internships and my work experiences in uh, you know all all like these media related fields i made a couple of documentaries when i was uh, back in mumbai uh, and i was doing like a similar type of uh, sort of you know culture related uh, work so i've done like a documentary on chols oh, wow. in mumbai you know which is the chols are like very unique to mumbai so i've done a documentary on that and then i uh, did something on uh, you know the gold workers jo sone ke karigar hote hain yeah uh, people who like make gold jewelry and stuff and they live in like really small places and they have like a very specific uh, very specific work culture so basically i was doing like a lot of this work and i moved to us for my masters in journalism so most of my work has been around sort of journalism and then communications and storytelling and so that's always sort of been my background and then you moved to us and i'm sure your life kind of got chaotic and uh, uh, so what was your first exposure to podcast like when was it when you came across to podcast so my first exposure to podcast was in journalism okay. school they sort of uh, you know i was studying broadcast so broadcast is tv and radio mm-hmm. uh and uh, we had like a whole module on radio journalism and i was like wow like they they do so much with audio over here this was like back in 2011 mm. i this was around the time when i think radio had just so it was in us it was in us it was in new york okay so i was wondering like i haven't heard of a journalism school in india yet talking about podcasting yeah. a couple of them do but no they don't it wasn't uh, and and at that time i hadn't even word, heard the word podcast in in india so they made us listen to this american life like that's sort of like the holy grail of podcasting especially in america like all journalism mm. schools uh expose you to that and i was like wow this is beautiful like this is like magical i had no idea about it and uh, you know it, it reminded me of uh, 
have you heard of uh, that song of Amitabh Bachchan's Mere Paas Aao Mere Dost and you know he, yeah. he tells a story in that in that uh, song and uh, I used to listen to that song a lot as a child and I, I got that sort of vibe you know where you're like listening and you, you want to hear what happens next and it's not like yeah. it's not like Akashwani it's not a, someone reading a news or it's not two people just you know sort of talking to each other but it's it's a story and there's like a format and Yes there's an interview but mm-hmm. there's a script around it and I was like wow this is this is mm-hmm. genius so this american life was the first podcast i ever heard and uh, yeah that's how i was introduced to podcasts in 2011 super so how did this idea for the culture chaos came about so cut to uh, 2018 7 years of my life uh, gone by mm. so i've been listening to podcast all those 7 years not really uh, it was on and off uh, i when i first heard uh, this american life at that time i did not want to settle in us i my whole idea and my whole perception and the way i was building up my mind i was preparing myself for india and i was like okay this is something that's not there in india this is something i don't think will ever be there in india i don't think i was what i was 21 year old at that time and i was like okay this this is not something that i need to focus on because this is not in my market let me like focus on my market mm-hmm. stuff so i'm like you know doing like hardcore journalism doing broadcast news i was actually a news reader for a while in new york <laughs> in uh, one of the news channels over there wow so i was focusing my uh, interests on that a lot happened in my life the next podcast i heard was uh, in 2014 i heard the serial and i was like wow this is this is like something completely different from this american life and uh, i was mm. reading about how it's changing the whole world of broadcasting oh yeah and i was like getting hooked on to it so again sort of podcasting got ignited in my mind reconnected it and i moved again i moved back to us in 2014 <laughs> so yeah, i i just mm. started uh, listening to podcasts on like a leisurely uh, sort of a thing i was listening to i was again listening to this american life i would like check out what new podcasts are coming up i heard serial and mm. uh, alex bloomberg uh, had just started the startup podcast Uh, yes, this was like before he established Gimlet, like yeah. his process of, uh, you know, establishing Starting Gimlet. Gimlet. Oh my God, I was addicted to the startup podcast and I planned a road trip okay. just to binge on the podcast. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. um I uh, my husband and I we planned a road trip and we binged on the startup podcast and I think how lovely is it like to have a husband and wife both podcast uh, you know enthusiasts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it was nice. Um my husband is actually uh, like an entrepreneur himself, right? He's like really interested in entrepreneurship. So this was something right up his alley and for me it was it, like for him it was the content of the podcast and for me it was the storytelling and I was like how is he putting this format together? Like how is he putting these like podcasts? How is he editing them? How is he like connecting the pieces and stuff? So it was like a match mm. made in heaven just like my husband and I. <laughs> <laughs> it was a match oh, made yeah. and it was like a podcast that was made for us you know yeah, so yeah. i think that's when i really started thinking that okay maybe this is some medium that i really need to explore because it made me so happy listening to it and it was like it got me so hooked that at that point i think that was the podcast when i said that this is something i want to create 
it still took you another six months to a year to, you know, um, go about uh, starting your own podcast. So the podcast about the navigating life away from the home, that was not the first idea for your podcast. I'm sure you have gone through a lot of different ideas for your podcast. Absolutely. Um, so tell us a bit about, this is something that I get a lot, uh, you know, from the people who are looking at starting their podcast. One of the questions that these people ask me is, hey, how do I go about finding the topic for my podcast? Mm-hmm. As I was saying earlier, right, and you had all those different ideas on your mind, then how Culture Chaos stood out amongst all those different topics that you had on your mind? Mm-hmm. What was that process like? That's a great question. And uh, as you rightly said, I went through a lot of ideas um, and it's it's not necessarily because uh, one is confused. You know, it's sort of one knows what one wants to do. Mm. But, you know, just around the time that you start thinking that, okay, let's do a podcast, you suddenly start thinking about what does the audience want to listen? Mm -hmm. And then you start doing like your market research and, you know, what podcast is out there and what does the market need and all of that. And the moment you start doing that, that's when you need to realize and you need to sort of bring yourself back. So I went through that myself. Then I started with my first idea was that uh, let me interview successful NRI people. Like let me do NRI stories because that's the first, like it's, it's the first most obvious idea. How do NRIs become successful? Or even like NRI struggle stories or, you know, people who have like these really heart-wrenching, moving um, stories. And being from a journalism background, mm. interviewing like came very naturally to me. And I love talking to people and I, I can like, you know, I love sitting with them and chatting with them for hours and I can get them to share their stories with me. I can share my stories with them. I love connecting with people. So I was like, let me let me start by doing that. So that was my first idea. And then I, I sort of went through a lot of different niches. Should I make it women centric? Should I um, make it struggle centric? Should I make it success centric? Like, uh, should I do something about relocation or like something about adjusting in a different culture? I went through like several ideas. But, uh, you know, when you were sharing all these different ideas, but they were all around uh, NRI things. So that was like very clear that I want to do podcasts around NRIs or the people who are living outside India. Um, little bit, yes, but it was because that this is this is where I am. So this is like my my limitation or my opportunity. Like this is the market that I am in. I used to sort of look around, right? As a journalist, everywhere I go, I look around. So if I'm in a temple, I used to be like, okay, who are the people around me? Uh, what are the stories they have? So I used to go around and I used to think what are the sort of stories that they have. Uh, another thing that I was very well aware of was uh, my accent. Eight years abroad, I have refused to uh, sort of pick up any, uh, you know, so-called American or Canadian accents. And that is because I have strongly believed that Indian accent is very clean and we are very easy people to understand. Our English is very good. And it doesn't need to be changed. But the moment a non-Indian person listens to you, he knows that you're not one of them, you're an Indian. So I knew that my audience was going to be a specific type of audience. And I knew that my first sentence that I would say on the podcast would put me in a type. So these are the things that I I knew that I was working with. Now, uh, the reason why I picked the culture chaos topic was I had like a couple of episodes written down, not from the podcasting perspective. But just like, you know, from my own self, like I used to write just to practice. I like writing. I feel like I've been able to write more for the year than for sort of the reading. And it's two completely different styles of writing. So maybe, uh, yeah, I mean, just finish that and maybe we want to talk a bit about that as well. 
Absolutely. So I, I, I was like, okay, let me uh, see if I can do something with it because, you know, I would go and chat with people and I would feel like I had a very good grasp on what everyone was going through. And I was like, you know what, Isha, you've got enough stories yourself and you can put these sort of little moments and little stories into short, short episodes. Practice your writing yeah. for a while. See where it goes. Probably nobody's going to listen to it. Why don't you practice the technical aspects? You know, get your writing clean, get your editing and recording clean, learn those skills. Nobody's going to listen to you anyways. And then, you know, we'll see how it goes. And maybe then you can, you can figure out what podcast you want to do by doing a couple of episodes. That was my approach. I was 100% sure that nobody was listening to podcasts in India <laughs> at that time. And uh, I think the reason why I started doing this format and this style was because I thought that this is a good sort of practice <laughs> before the main thing. So, Abhi, you know, you don't have an idea yet. It will develop later. So why don't you just start with what you have? And why don't you sort of start with your stories? And then, you know, you can go and collect more stories. So that's how it started. Yeah, sounds interesting. So one of the things that you mentioned you know, earlier um, is writing for a year, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and when I'm teaching uh, podcasting, I, you know, talk about this and a lot of people... Uh, come to me saying, hey, you know what? I have like this library of my blogs and I want to convert that into a podcast. How do I go about that? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have to tell them, hey, you know what? You have written that blog for people to read, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, podcast, you are going to script for people's here. And the way you talk is not the way you read. Uh, and there is a difference to that. And on this, one of the things that I have came across and something that made a lot of sense to me is I think it's the producer of uh, Reply All, uh, the podcast from Gimlet. Um, at one of the interviews she has shared, when she was sharing her process, she talks about how they go about, you know, scripting for years. And the process looks like, mm -hmm. first, they don't like write anything or type anything per se. They just record what they want to say on that story. Once that thing is recorded and then they go and transcribe the whole thing, what they have recorded, because now it's in the tone of, you know, the way mm. you would be talking or speaking. And then, you know, they would polish, add some beautiful words and, mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then they come with the final script. So that's the one process. So what does your process look like? Or what do you mean um, when you say writing for a year? Is there anything else that you'd like to add on to, uh, you know, this one way about you know, writing for years? Um, yes. So my process is slightly different from reply alls, but it's also, again, it's all written for the year. So it has to be very conversational. For me, to begin with, I've been more of a broadcast sort of audience than I have been a reader. So that helps me automatically. I have watched way more documentaries in my life than I have read books. So I'm, I'm always like watching... TV or I'm listening to someone on the radio or, or I'm listening to a person. So my, my thinking, the way I think and the way I construct sentences in my mind is very wow. influenced uh, sort of by that. Um, I, I follow a simple thing. I, I just write my thoughts down. I, I, I'm, I'm constantly making notes. If I look, if I'm driving and I'm standing at the signal, I'm going to get a thought at that time. So I'm going to write it down in my notes. And I, I sit and dwell a lot with my notes. I think and rethink my thoughts a lot. So say I'm, I'm at a restaurant and I notice something and then I, I think what I just noticed mm. and then I appreciate 
what I thought about my thought. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of that sort of dweller kind of a person. I am kind of, I, I spend too much time time with my thoughts, and I write those down. And then what I do when I'm sitting to write my script, which is by the way the longest uh, process of my entire podcast production. Mm-hmm. It would take me like. uh probably two two or three days to write a script i i then put everything down on paper and then i i have like a certain simple rules the first rule is the sentences have to be short it cannot be a long sentence the moment you start sort of typing short sentences and they have to be uh, in in the, the figure of speech has to be it's like it has to be like a direct figure of speech so you you sort of construct your sentences that way and then you read each and every sentence thinking is that something i would say in a conversation if two people are talking is that how you would talk or is that is what you've written more of a literary thing so if it's something that you would say to another person in a conversation mm-hmm. then it makes sense in the podcast then it fits if it's not something that you would say to a friend in a conversation then it probably needs to be framed differently So that's kind of my uh, sort of philosophy or my style of writing. If if it's something that I would use in a conversation, then it's going to stay on my podcast. I try not to use big words. I don't want to use any uh, pretentious <laughs> big. I don't. I don't need to tell people, okay, oh, you know, look at my English. It's so developed. No, I don't need to do that. It has to be simple. It has to be clear, and it has to be something that. my neighbor will understand or like my friend from my gully will understand it's supposed to be as simple as that yeah and i love like uh, the way you know you have given that kind of a checklist there for people to um, you know go and see if that their script fits with is it simple is are the sentences written in conversational tone are these uh, sentences short are uh, is the english easy for people to understand um right. so yeah i mean i i Not that one of the things that you have said is you know about jotting things down on a notebook, um, which I think is uh, you know what you are doing is collecting stories, and when you have yes. like a bunch of stories, then when you are putting together your podcast on particular topic, then you go back to your library of uh, stories and see which story I can uh, possibly uh, fit on your script for the podcast. And there is this you know mm-hmm. uh, person that I was exposed to. and he's a storyteller and i was exposed to him by prop jot who is producer uh, of my indian life with bbc in india and uh, when we were talking you know mm-hmm. this guy matthew dix he's a storyteller amazing storyteller and he calls something is homework for life and that's nothing but every single day mm-hmm. you know before going to bed you come in front of your computer or on a notebook mm-hmm. or whatever and then jot down the story worth moment of that day like every single day we have some story worthy moment right if you want to come out with stories then you just come down and think about your day right. like okay what was this story worthy uh, moment from my day and then just jot that down you don't have to like write the whole thing just write few clues so that you can recall them later mm-hmm. and then that could be like part of either your grand novel that you want to write some day or maybe your episodes or maybe if you are a speaker then you know uh, stories that you want to plug in on your speeches Uh, so i think that's that's something brilliant that you do uh, you know keeping those notebook always with you mm-hmm. uh, and just noting it at the moment uh, you know when it comes to your head one thing is about like picking the topic for your podcast now you have a podcast and maybe you had some ideas okay here are 5 10 topics that i want to talk about on my podcast and then comes like okay now you have to create 11th episode which you haven't thought about the topics that you want to cover so how do you come out with these ideas every single week uh for your podcast or what does that process looks like for you in in selecting topics for your podcast um 
so uh, you rightly mentioned uh, vijay the first couple of episodes were easy because i kind of had a little bit of an idea but uh, the rest of the episodes it's it's been like it's been like a curve you know there have been times when i've had so many ideas and then there have been times where i've struggled and i've even probably missed uploading an episode because i just couldn't think of a topic that's good enough <laughs> um uh, but uh, sort of as time went by i mean i just uploaded my 69th episode <laughs> last week and i i would hear like initially it's just your sort of friends and family listening to it right so they would always be like isha how do you come up with these topics every week like every week and initially i was like okay maybe i'll see how long this lasts you know I, even i don't know i'll probably like be able to think of 20 25 topics um yeah. but now i do have like a little bit of a creative process in place because i know how my creativity works now i i i am you know some initially things were just happening and i didn't sort of quite know how they were happening but now i know exactly how my creativity functions and uh, you know it helps me in uh, bringing up my topics so you know going back to uh, the gentleman that you mentioned the master storyteller and his sort of homework every night uh, i have like a little bit of a similar process uh, but not every night but i i do sort of make it a point to get out of my daily routine of like you know my day job and my 9 to 5 life and i try to go and go to public places or i try to go to places that excite me so mm-hmm. that can be on a weekend it can be a temple like it would make me happy or it could be a restaurant or it could even be like a square or if i'm at a complete loss of ideas i'll make sure that i take the bus for one whole week day in and day out mm-hmm. i need to see characters around me i need to see people around yeah. me i need to sort of understand what's going on and the more stories you see the more ideas you'll get and the moment you find something that appeals to you and that's going to be a lot of things during one whole day you find one thing that appeals to you and that thing you're going to be like okay this is my next episode and then for the next two or three days your brain's going to sort of work on over time building that episode up in your head so that's kind of been my process i do have like a couple of topics um that i i have like in my bank saying if i run out of topics uh, and and also sorry so if i run out of topics i'll i'll sort of use these uh, these backup <laughs> ideas another thing that happens is when i start writing i sort of start writing two or three episodes together and mm-hmm. then whichever one oh, wow. builds up full full uh, fully i'll produce that mm-hmm. but then i have one or two episodes that i've not completed so if i'm at a completely uh, if i'm at a complete lack of ideas i'll go back mm-hmm. to some of my incomplete episodes so i'm like you know there's like so many ideas so i like start putting all of them that's i think a good good way to do it you start cooking all of them and then you see which one makes the best tasting curry and you eat that but you mm-hmm. <laughs> you uh, sort of use the spice mixes of the other things and you keep them in the freezer <laughs> and then you can bring yeah. those spice mixes out later and see what curry you're going to make with those it's kind of like that earlier you said like you take 2 to 3 days yes to write a script mm-hmm. right So now you have this topic in place and how do you go about researching what are the points do you pick up phone and talk to people or maybe call your mom and say hey mom tell me about this or maybe uh you know you just talk to your desi friends or you just go to some websites and obviously i mean 
So what does uh, the research process looks like? How do you collect this data and information to build up on a script to add to your show? So it's different things for different topics. Uh, but as you mentioned, I do everything that you just mentioned. I call people, I talk to people, I go to sort of places where that action is happening. And then I like go to my little sort of memory bank and I sort of think about have I had any more such experiences so I do all of that I do all of those practices I mm-hmm. I also watch a lot of again documentaries I'm a big big documentary buff so I do uh, watch a lot of things on uh, uh, YouTube or on Netflix or on Amazon Prime and all the places that you can get like your content on uh, I also watch like a lot of related content you know because you're watching something completely else or you're reading something completely else but that's going to trigger a whole another idea it's it's insane how that happens mm-hmm. but it's like a link it's like a, a sort of a chain link of you know some thing a triggering memory a but that memory a is connected to something completely different and that complete something completely different is going to help you build up your idea so if i know that i'm working on say for example this uh, week i did an episode on ethnic restaurants so if i know that i'm working on something ethnic restaurants related mm-hmm. i won't necessarily be only absorbing restaurant or ethnic restaurant related content all week but i will sort of play around food content or i'll play around uh, restaurant or content i'll read a lot of reviews that people write on restaurants and i'll go online and i'll, I'll research in the oddest of places i'll spend like three or four hours just reading Yelp reviews of random restaurants. Wow. But that's where the stories come from because you'll see Mm. like someone sharing a childhood memory on a Yelp review and you're like, oh my God, this reminded me of this thing I did like two years ago. Bam, I have something to put on my podcast because Mm. it just reminded me, it just triggered a moment from my story and I like share moments of my life. So it's just like, getting myself around things which i'm going to trigger uh you know sort of those moments of my life so uh, that's sort of my research process i i read like a lot of books i'll read a lot of articles i'll read a lot of editorials i'll uh, watch youtube videos i mean we have people making amazing content on youtube i just keep on absorbing like content <laughs> all the time so absolutely so when you are consuming a lot of content then you get a lot of ideas from what you can do uh, in the audio format because you know that might not have been experimented on the audio this seems like a really quite a process for you four hours of just research and uh, and then you know writing for three days for one episode right and that's a lot of work one of the things that you know when we were discussing earlier you know before this conversation is that you don't follow any molds out there like what a podcast should be like there are a lot of people yes tell that this is what a podcast should be like right Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people try to kind of impose that on other people and uh, especially to the newbies out there like the boundaries are already created by people who talk about podcasts like this is what a podcast should be this should be a solo podcast this should be a interview based podcast this should be narrative okay here are the four things that you can do on a podcast that's it and you know people kind of limit themselves within that mm-hmm. box saying okay this is what a podcast would be i have yeah. i got to pick from one of these four uh, different styles and then they go about uh, actually recreating the same kind of podcast but topics might be different that's a different story but uh, but basically you know pick one of those formats but uh, you know you do it a bit differently and uh, your storytelling uh, on on your podcast 
is a bit different. You don't follow any those any of those molds, right? Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about going with this format and how this shaped up. And also at the same time, when you are talking about this, also add or talk to people listening to this about podcast is not about those boxes. Uh, it's not about that following those molds. It's and what it could be, what a podcast could be. So that's I think would be the two questions for you: how this format shaped up and. Uh, and what a podcast could be? Why it's not always those four things inside the box? Um. So, Vijay, what started happening was, I mean, as I mentioned, I had like a couple of ideas, and I started working on uh, my first initial episodes, right? Um. And uh, you know, by the time that I was on my third or fourth episode, I started hearing from listeners that I compl- I, I had no idea were listening to me, and people started uh, telling me that, oh my god. this is something we could relate to you appealed to us emotionally or i cried while listening to it and this touched my heart and you know i started hearing about things like that and one thing i i sort of was getting a lot was isha this makes sense to us like this is me this is a part of my life this brought a smile on my face you know uh, i was like i was smiling from year to year while i was listening to it or this got me goose flesh and it was so relatable it was so relatable it was so relatable so what i started uh, realizing at this point was i was putting a part of my life out there and i was being honest and i was just doing i was just writing something that was coming naturally to me and there was a lot of my heart in it there was a lot of my own emotion in it and i was not sort of doing it to please anybody i was doing it genuinely to tell my story and what started happening was uh, that people started coming to me and sort of saying two things one isha you're not alone this is my story too so that sort of community thing started forming up and two it it was it was like how related are we how intimate is this like we don't even know you this is just a voice that we're listening to but this is so intimate this person like we just feel like you're someone that i know you i feel like you're someone that i can share so much with and this can only happen when you're doing something with honesty and this is this can only happen when you're you're doing something that comes so naturally to you for me i started realizing that sharing my story and you know sort of i i have been extremely passionate about my culture i have been extremely comfortable with my culture i have never had any sort of confusions about my identity and that is something i started putting out there and i i do i was well aware of the fact that people go through identity related confusions when they move abroad it's many of us go through that and it's completely okay so i was also sort of trying to speak to them saying it's okay you know you don't need to be afraid of things and you don't need to be confused about things and it's okay to embrace yourself the way you are and that sort of you know makes me answer your second question as well about not following any molds each one of us have a unique style each one of us have a unique way in which we think and the a unique way in which we communicate and nothing no boxes or categories or itunes categories or podcasting categories should limit us we we all have some place or some type of content where we can be very honest with ourselves we just need to find that type that excites us because if you're doing it honestly and if it if it appeals to you and if it excites you your audience is going to love it if you are sounding good while doing it and if you are feeling good yourself while doing it 
it's gonna appeal to someone because i i mean it's not just like i'm i'm not talking about it from a spiritual perspective but it really does reflect in your voice your confidence or your your heart reflects in your voice you can tell the mood a person is in from the way he's talking you can tell how his day was from the way he's talking my listeners can tell if i've had a good day or not from my podcast so it's that intimate so when you're that intimate with a medium then you need to give it that type of honesty so that's why i sort of say that you know you shouldn't be in any molds you shouldn't be like what type is your podcast it can be any type if you if you love talking to people make it an interview type if you sort of want to do uh, like something like the inspiring talks it's a great that's a great format do it do do that but then then do it like you know with with that level of honesty and it it has to be something that appeals uh, to you and then if it's not a format already it will become one <laughs> you know so that's where i am yeah and i i love it when you say to it with honesty so one of the things that i want people to define at the very first uh, you know thought even they have about okay when i start a podcast is like what is the unique thing that i'm going to bring on the table yes what's something that has not been done before that i'm going to put on table so that you know people would want to listen to my podcast versus those thousands of other podcasts on entrepreneurship for instance in that case right so that's a uh, that's something you know is very important and like and even if like there are not so many people listening listening to your podcast as long as you are learning mm-hmm. as long as you are uh you know passionate about the topic that that's uh, that's how i continued like for the first 6 months of my podcast there were barely only a couple of hundred or maybe even less than that people listening to my podcast and the only reason that i kept going was every single week that i was being exposed to these transformative ideas the totally different you know kind of thinking i was on a job and there was a totally different mindset there was a totally different kind of talk that happens around and during my you know weekends and during my nights i used to chat with these people and they were playing totally different kind of game right they were thinking of like making impact uh, and you know leaving um uh, legacy and stuff like that and you know and and that kind of was helping me transform my own thought process so mm-hmm. and that was the reason that i kept you know uh, putting episodes week after week even though there were not so many people and obviously like if you love what you're doing people are going to listen to your podcast and audience going to increase and you are going to get better over the period of time a lot of my listeners mm-hmm. uh you know tell me that you know and once and this is beautiful thing thing about podcast when somebody discover your podcast even now and they like one or two of your episodes they go on binge mode like they want to listen to damn every single episode of your podcast and that has happened with my own listeners and some people now come back to me saying hey you know we have just started listening to your podcast and and it's something listeners have said one one i i i have realized this as well and listeners said we have seen like how your communication has improved over the period of time the way you used to interview you know on the first few episodes and now that's like totally different right and and i think that's the kind of progress that you make when you are consistently mm-hmm. doing it and you know just putting your heart out as you are saying All right so now uh Isha it's time for the rapid fire round so i'm going to shoot you some questions and you got to answer them okay uh real quick yeah i've got like a second i'm excited or half a second oh no you have got 5 seconds okay i'll be fast <laughs> yeah be fast um so one podcast that you are hooked to recently modern love okay one message to people looking to start their own podcast I think the most important uh, thing is the idea and the content. 
so focus on those cleaning those two things up and then the rest will follow and as vijay mentioned uh, put all your passion in it one podcasting advice to podcasters make sure you always uh, focus on the quality of audio that you're putting out there i think that is very important because you can have the best of content but if your audio is not good you won't be doing justice to all the hard work that you're putting in on the content so it's it's not rocket science it's not that difficult uh, thankfully we have a ton of youtube videos and we have a ton of articles online so put a little bit of effort on the audio quality and that will make a lot of difference one step on podcasting workflow you wish you could skip looking for new music new like royalty free music every day oh my god that is the hardest um step so i wish i had like a huge bank which was very neatly organized into categories and i could like easily pick my music but i i wish i could skip sort of uh, searching for new tracks every uh, episode but i love how beautifully uh, those music pans out on the episode thank you vijay that's that's awesome uh, so one thing on podcasting workflow you love doing the most editing i love editing wow you are the first person to say that you love editing like otherwise editing is the number one thing that people um, you know don't want to do oh my podcast. god so editing uh, gives me so much joy i'm i'm again like it's it's i think it's my production and journalism background i have done like a lot of documentaries mm. and even with the documentaries i'm like the happiest when i'm editing i just somehow love something about like being on the editing table <laughs> if i was not podcasting i would be a documentary filmmaker i knew that <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure listeners uh you know guessed that too because we have been talking about documentaries on and on <laughs> yeah yeah because of podcasting i have been able to find and build connections uh with like a cultural family all over the globe like people who share the same cultural values it's phenomenal it's something i had not imagined in my dreams super we have come to an end of this interview isha um before we sign off where can people find you how can they reach out to you how can they share their story with you about uh living abroad and uh, you know the chaotic environment they are in and if they have some stories what would be the best possible way so uh, culture chaos can be found on all the podcasting platforms out there uh, castbox savan spotify gana itunes every google play every podcasting platform uh, i think if you guys are listening uh, uh, from iphone or uh, from android castbox is a great place to listen to it from because uh, i think the interface is great and it's it's really interactive i have been like loving the comments that uh, you know i've been getting on castbox and i love the fact that i can get back to people and interact with them so i love the interactivity any podcasting platform you'll be able to find culture chaos you don't need to be a person that's living outside of india to uh, share your stories with me even if you've left your village and moved to a city or even if you've left like your chawl and moved to a bigger city society moving is moving and it it comes with its motions and emotions so any sort of cultural displacement misplacement experience please share it with me i love to hear uh, back from all of my listeners my email address is there on my podcast it's there on the bio you can reach out to me on social media and uh, 
anywhere you send me a message from i'm going to reply to you right away i'm i'm pretty addicted to my phone i see the messages quite uh, soon so uh, write to me anywhere and uh, i'll i'll be very happy and sometimes i even have a, see, uh, a thing called uh, a letters series on my podcasts uh, where i share like the letters that i receive if you have a wonderful story if anyone has a wonderful story send it to me uh, doesn't need to be in beautiful words i'll put it into a beautifully worded episode and we'll make a lovely episode out of it so i really love those letters so send them in super guys make sure that you uh, check her podcast culture kiosk yes that's the name of her podcast find it on cast view cast box and leave the comment there and let isha know what you think about her show what you like and what you want her to focus on improving on her podcast give all of those honest reviews and uh you know your honest review helps podcaster like us to improve our show all right so with that note i'll end this episode here thank you so much for being here isha uh, it was amazing conversation you have added a lot of value to people listening to this podcast and podcasting process that was amazing i learned a lot thank you so much Thank you Vijay I uh, learn a lot from your podcasts and uh, especially this uh, podcast that uh, this podcast has been of very good value to me as a podcaster you know even though I've been like working on podcasts for a while there was so much insight that I got from the different podcasters that you've interviewed so you're not just producing great content which you are like kudos to you but you're doing a great Thank service you. to fellow podcasters like us so please continue making these excellent episodes and please continue uh, you know doing all the great work you're doing not just in podcasting but you know sort of working building a community uh, of us podcasters so you're really leading a movement over here and uh, thank you for all the great work that you're doing thank you so much appreciate that thanks Hey fellow podcasters and listeners thank you for joining us today i hope you liked the episode if you did make sure to subscribe to podcast unfiltered on castbox this podcast is a castbox original show castbox is the fastest growing highest rated podcast app both on ios and android where you can get all your favorite podcast It is where I consume all my podcast from and I'm sure you will love this too. And if you'd like to start your own podcast, do check out bjspeaks.com/coaching. I'll put that link in the description. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next. Video.